Well, hey there, everybody. I'm Dan Davidson. And hey there, I'm Bill Smith, and it's time for the news from ShackNews.net. Spanning the Alpha Quadrant. For all the news from all the Star Treks, yo. It's TrekNews.net. Online at TrekNews.net. <laughs> It's been a while since you've done that. It, Way uh, long time. It's, Too uh, long. <laughs> it caught me off guard. I, uh, I w- didn't know what to expect as usual. So welcome everyone to the news from treknews.net, the oldest brand new Star Trek news podcast from Trek Geeks, bringing you all the Trek news in 15 minutes or less for the week of June 17th, 2021. Dan, up first this week, man, this one's right up your alley. I mean, some new Mirror Universe tales are about to be told. And if Mirror Picard is as bad as he was in previous stories, then things going to get ugly. Your face is going to get ugly. No, it already is. Come on now. (laughs) Sorry. No, without a doubt, man, I am so looking forward to this series. The comic book series, The Mirror War by IDW Publishing will have issue number one launch on Star Trek Day of all days, September 8th, 2021. For those of you who want a little backstory, issue number zero will actually launch a month earlier in August. Now, our good friend and fellow Trek Geeks Podcast Network host Shashank Avaru says that this story, quote, follows Mira Picard as he's summoned to Earth to face the wrath of his emperor, deftly weaving threads from past Mirror Universe tales in a way entertaining to newcomers and the initiated alike, end quote. Now, this new Mirror Universe story will consist of nine issues of the Mirror War, along with four interspersed tie-in specials, each highlighting a different member of the Next Generation cast. And I gotta say, I'm looking forward to Shashank's reviews all the time over at treknews.net, buddy. Oh, likewise. You know, I I have a a love-hate relationship with the Mirror Universe. Uh, There are times where I want to stick it in an agonizer booth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I feel like we go to the well too often, but I think that comics are probably the best extension of that right now. Um, because I mean, there've been a lot of novels, there've been a lot of episodes of television now at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that they can really take some chances and do some different things in comics. And I think that's what I'm looking forward to most here. I absolutely agree with you. I think that one of the things about the comics is like you just said, they can do things that they would not do in television, regardless if it's on network television or cable television or streaming television. Um, And I'm looking forward to see what happens. I'm a little behind on my Mirror Universe comics, but this gives me a perfect opportunity to catch up before this one starts in uh, August and then the big one in September. Well, it's a good thing there are a lot of pictures because you can't read too good. Right. Uh, Moving on, Dan, it's no secret that you and I thought that season three of Star Trek Discovery was just absolutely fantastic. And soon we can watch it and lots of special features on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, we sure can, my friend. That's because Star Trek Discovery Season 3 will be released on DVD, Blu-ray, and Steelbook on July 20th. Now, in addition to all 13 episodes from Season 3, there's going to be over two hours of special features, including deleted scenes, behind-the-scenes featurettes, cast interviews, and always one of my favorites gag reels. Now, one feature I'm really looking forward to is called Kenneth Mitchell to Boldly Go, and according to treknews.net, the description alone is emotional, and it says, traditionally the man behind the mask in Discovery, Kenneth Mitchell is unveiled as Aurelio in the third season. 
Featuring cast and crew interviews, this emotional and intimate look touches on Kenneth's life with ALS. Discussed on camera for the first time, the featurette highlights how Kenneth's wheelchair was included for his on-screen character, his own take on the various roles he's played in Discovery, and what those roles mean to the show. That featurette alone is going to be worth the Quatloos for this special DVD set. You know, it really is. I have a feeling that I'm going to watch it and need a box of tissues. There is no disputing or denying how courageous Ken Mitchell is. Um, this fandom loves him, and I, I hope that he feels it every single day. I, I absolutely agree. And and by the things that we've seen on the cruises and and um, and different interviews he's had, he certainly does appreciate it, and it just makes us appreciate him all that much more. You know, uh, also this week, Dan, there is a lot, and I do stress, a lot of Star Trek currently being worked on. And it's truly amazing and maybe even a tad overwhelming at how much new material is coming our way. It really is. You know, I've said it before and I'm going to continue to say it. There has never been a better time to be a Star Trek fan with everything going on. Currently, right now, the following is happening in our favorite universe. Episode 8, 8 of Strange New Worlds is being filmed as several directors and writers have posted on social media about their experiences on set of the newest show. Can't wait for that. Picard Season 2 episodes continue to be worked on, and Q himself, the one and only John Delancey, has been having a blast with returning to the role and has been posting updates on Cameo about his time on set for his sixth episode appearance. An executive producer and co-showrunner, uh, Terry Matalus, recently posted an image of Delancey sitting in a captain's chair in Madalus's office, which is very cool, and I recommend everybody check it out. Also, Discovery Season 4 is deep into production. Co-showrunner Michelle Paradise recently stated, quote, I don't want to give away how far along we were in shooting. Our finale is written. We're in the midst of shooting things. We're in the midst of editing things. We have some cuts that are picture-locked. We're doing VFX. A lot of things are coming together, and we're pretty excited about how it's all shaping up, end quote. And we also got to see the trailer not too long ago, I believe on First Contact Day it was, and it looks like season uh, four will be quite entertaining to say the least. And of course, there's this thing called Star Trek Prodigy, but I'm going to hold off on that for, for the time being, pal. That's a really great idea, Dan, because that brings us to the biggest thing of the week. Now, this is the story that piques our interest the most. And, and this week, as you teased mere seconds ago, that honor for the moment goes to Star Trek Prodigy, which had some huge news this week. Huge news and unexpected. I wasn't expecting to see this in all my social media feeds. Um, we finally have names and voices of all the characters in the upcoming animated series. And by some of the still images we've seen, the animation for Prodigy is going to be simply astounding. Rock Tak is an eight-year-old girl from Brikar, and, has, and she's a bit shy, but not when it comes to her love for animals. She will be voiced by Riley Alizraki, who is the daughter of prolific voice actor Carlos Alizraki. Dahl is a 17-year-old member of an unknown species who fancies himself a maverick who, even in the toughest times, holds strong onto his unwavering hope. Dahl will be voiced by Brett Gray. Zero is a Medusan. You heard me right. That is so awesome. A Medusan, who, of course, is a non-corporeal, genderless, energy-based life form. As we saw in TOS, others would go mad at the sight of their true self. So Zero wears a containment suit they made themselves to protect others. And Zero will be voiced by Agnes Imry. Angus, excuse me, Angus Imry. Now, Jancom Pog is a 16-year-old Tellarite who always plays devil advocate, 
Tellerite for the sake of hearing all sides. And he will be voiced by Jason uh, Mansukis. Gwyn is a 17-year-old Vau Nakat who was raised on her family's bleak mining planet and grew up dreaming of exploring the stars, and she will be voiced by Ella Purnell. And rounding out the crew is Murph, whose age and species is unknown, but is an endearing, indestructible blob with curiously good timing and an insatiable appetite for ship parts, and kind of sounds like a Murph that we know, buddy. Uh, Murph will be voiced by well-known voice actor D. Bradley Baker, and they will all join Kate Mulgrew as she returns to the Star Trek universe to voice the holographic Captain Janeway, who the kids find when they commandeer a derelict Starfleet ship in the Delta Quadrant. Big news, big names, big imagery. It's gonna be, it's gonna rock. I can't wait for this this new show. People have heard so much of your voice in the last two minutes. I think I they wonder if I'm still here. Um, that is all great and amazing news. But I mean, l- let's not bury the lead here. Um, v- veteran, mm. legendary voice actor D. Bradley Baker is involved in Star Trek after having been involved in Star Wars for so dang long. And of course, right now on Star Wars The Bad Batch. He is the voice of every single clone in every single episode. He's playing five or six characters in every episode. And that's just, uh, this guy is an amazing talent. I have got to start watching all the Star Wars animated. I know I've said I wanted to. I just have not gotten around to it. Now that I'm going to probably have a little bit more free time, uh, I'll be able to. But I've heard nothing but good things. People are just, people were tweeting out Murph, D, Bradley Baker, OMG. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to just seeing what a hearing, I should say, what a legend he really is. And now he's in Star Trek, baby. (laughs) Well, and I was surprised mostly by Jason Manzoukas. I mean, this is a guy who's done a lot of, of comedies, a lot of comedic turns. You know, he, he had a recurring role in Parks and Recreation, the true TV series, I'm Sorry. He had a recurring role and just, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, the guy normally does funny things. And to have him playing a Tellerite, I think is really kind of interesting. Although <laughs> some people swear it's still a Telaxian, it's not. No. And, and I will say, that's one of the things we we're going to talk about. He doesn't look like a Tellarite that I'm used to, but then again, we've never seen a teenage Tellarite before. He's got a lot of features that our friend Aaron Harvey showed that prove him to be a Tellarite, like his his hooves and his tusks and stuff like that. But we've always seen Tellarites with the full beards and everything like that. So yeah, he's a Tellarite, not a Talaxian. Well, Sorry. he's a kid. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's really interesting. You know, people saying, well. Uh, how did he get all the way in the Delta Quadrant? Well, we don't know. That's going to be part of the story, right? That's right. How do we know that his family or maybe a ship of Tellarites didn't get stranded in the Delta Quadrant by uh, a being like the caretaker? Right. We uh, don't know. Certainly possible. There was more than one, right? Yeah. And well, speaking of uh, things that are possible, I never could have dreamed that there would be Medusans oh. in Star Trek Prodigy. Um, you want to talk about deep cut. I mean... This is this is one of the deepest ones from TOS. It's the one that I'm probably most excited about, to tell yeah. you the truth. I mean, was only in one episode in TOS is there in truth no beauty, of course, a classic. Um, and and the fact that they're able to pull something like that out of Star Trek lore and make them a regular character in an ongoing series blows my mind and just shows you how much 
uh, of of a genius these people are in the writers room to come up with stuff like this that people like us just like go nuts over. Love it. <laughs> well, and then there's you know they they go into the novels to pull out some details too, right? Uh, you yeah. were telling me that one of the characters is based on a Peter David novel. Yeah, the Brekar is a Federation race that was first introduced by one of my favorite Star Trek authors, Peter David, uh, and first showed up in a Starfleet Academy TNG era novel um, with a character named Zach Kebron. And after that, Kebron was actually featured in uh, Peter David's New Frontiers novel series, which are excellent, and I recommend them to everybody. So, yeah, there, you know, now we get to say it. Novel stuff is becoming canon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's all one big universe, and it's great yeah. that we get to pull from this tapestry to 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 create art like this. Yep. And also today, as we record this, and you can see these in Camp Kittimer or, or pretty much anywhere in social media, four visual stills from Prodigy were released today. And man, does that animation look so next level. It is amazing. It really does. I love the animation in Lower Decks. It's got its own feel. This is a completely f- different form of animation, and it's it's it looks fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Lower Decks is fantastic as well. But this animation is... You, know, you got to think. Originally, and still, this is going to be a Nickelodeon show. But the amount of work and dedication and detail and animation and famous voice people that they've pulled in to make this series this is got i've said i said last year that lower decks was the best first season of any star trek series and i'm gonna i'm gonna start doubling down that prodigy might take that that crown after we see what happens in this first season i I suspect you're right well you figure star wars rebels and i think clone wars were also both on nickelodeon so i mean you know those were the at the time those were those were big things i mean and the animation for those and the stories they told really expanded the Star Wars universe in an amazing way. And it brought new people into the franchise. Right. And that's exactly what Alex Kurtzman's shooting for here. Looking at the animation and looking at some of the talent they have lined up here, they're taking this very seriously. And I have a feeling that this is going to do things for Star Trek that nobody thought possible. Absolutely. It's going to be, I I can't, I can't wait. I mean, I've been excited for Star Trek series before. I'm on a new level with this one because of the stuff that they've been releasing and the news that we're finally starting to get. The only thing we need now, trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of trailers, if people go on over to the Trek Geeks app on both the Apple App Store and Google Play, you can download the Trek Geeks app where you hear, you will hear our continued conversation about the Star Trek Picard series, season two teaser trailer, which we're going to talk about there, um, because that actually might wind up being the biggest thing of the week, which we never planned on. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to do it for all the news from treknews.net for the week of June 17th, 2021. Remember, head on over to the app and hear our extended discussion. And for all the news on all the Star Trek CEO, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. Have a great week, everybody. Live long and prosper. Coconut. Thank you.